There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey everybody, here we are. It's Tuesday. We're not listening to Love is the Law. I don't know what happened to it, but I wish I Love was the law. <laughs> I really do. Time to bring it back. Damn it. Oh, how's everybody doing today? How is everybody? I haven't even looked at our our little buttercup uh, Leslie Jordan. I've had oh. no, I have felt no spark for any joy. I have just, this is just been heavy. We're heavy. And then I just think, stop being a baby. You're, you're a white person. Yep. Get over yourself. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I feel very, I feel very just over overwhelmed with it all today and i guess i'm kind of almost sort of glad it's uh, although i didn't get the message until later this morning this that it's uh at least the social media music world going uh dark for blackout tuesday because maybe I think I'm a ex- lot of people are i think i'm exhausted for the from the beckys and the karens and the verns of the world mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you for adding a man's <laughs> voice, Lori. That makes me happy. Burn. Yeah. That's what we're calling them. So right. sorry to the, the good Verns out there, but, yep. but you you know who you are. So anyway, but yeah. I, I think a lot of people are, um, today we hope our show is a mix of um, what we usually talk about and keep having the conversation about what is going on in our communities and what we've learned. And I think I I don't have a conversation I can't think of one without talking about George Floyd and talking mm-hmm. about what's going on and talking about how it's impacting us and learning more about ourselves. I'm learning so much more about myself and doing additional reading and figuring out Have you how talked we to your can kids? do better. I've talked to my uh, long conversations with my kids and just, we don't are know. There? We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And it's time to know mm-hmm. and it's time to learn. And we are going to have a really cool guest on at three fifteen, Mary Francis is with the Winners Group, which is a, um, a consulting firm that's been in business over 30 years, and their whole goal is to help people. Um, uh, it's a global diversity and inclusion consulting firm. She's written four books, so I'm really interested to hear her um, talk about how we do better and what we can do. And one of the big things everyone is saying that we've been talking to, I feel like, is we need to have the tough conversations. And you got to keep sticking in there and you got to keep talking about it. And it's painful and it's exhausting. Um, but it, it's not stopping and we have to do it. And good things are happening. Our governor uh, has done something good. We're going to hear from Paul Folger, not Folgers. Thank you. Not the coffee guys, not stopping by at the bottom of the hour. 
Um, I I wanted us to be like Nickelodeon, and um, they 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 didn't. They it's suspended like their uh, everything for eight and a half minutes, which is how long um, the video and, and the uh, how long you know George Floyd was under the knee of the police officer as they were slowly killing him. And I was like, could we do that? It's and at four o'clock. I know, but Allie, could, right? could we do that? And then it was kind of like, no, you ladies are not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, Nickelodeon doing that is really powerful. As a former Nickelodeon viewer, a kid who grew up watching Nickelodeon and when they decided to pivot to news stories they used to have Nick News with Linda Ellerby other things like that so exposing kids to these kinds of social messages Mm -hmm. is really powerful and really important and guaranteed they're going to watch that and they're going to take something from it yeah and it and it what it so it's today at four o'clock and it's across Viacom, CBS's entertainment and youth brands, which include MTV, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Paramount Network, BET, Pop TV, CMT, VH1, Logo and Smithsonian and CBS Sports are going to cease um, programming for eight minutes and 46 seconds to protest the death of George Floyd. Um, this is the amount of time, of course, that we just talked that the officer's uh, knee was on his neck and people had knees on his back. Right. Um and along with that, um, they're going to have the natural sound of breathing and the words, I can't breathe, breathe. So, which is so powerful. I think that's amazing. And like you said, Holly, I mean, there's no one, there's no, I don't think anybody is not talking about this, which is yeah, with everybody. And you, I think, Laura, you're where I was yesterday. I couldn't even talk yesterday on our show. I don't even know. I was so grateful that your mouth kept working and Holly, <laughs> yours did. And that something, and and I think I was having some different conversations with people last night and not to make this about me, but I'm just going to talk about small changes that people can make called kindness mm-hmm. to your fellow Americans, just flat out kindness. We get visceral hate things here. And I, we've never talked, and you, Lori, you're so good at not worrying about what other people think, but I got a beautiful, beautiful card and beautiful stationery yesterday that I was so excited to open pink, up. Pink, too. Pink, hot pink, thinking someone is going to, and it was just to me, and I thought, oh, this is exciting, you know, because you always hear about your hair. No, I'm just, <laughs> but, you know, not to trivialize it, but it just was like, oh, this is so pretty, and I waited to right before the show to open it up yesterday, thinking, well, this will just be such a nice thing. It'll be a nice thing because I was really struggling. Yeah. And uh, I opened it up and it was printed out and it was Dearest Julia. Dearest Julia, basically, you are such a, a horrible, dumb, duh, uh, why, how do they keep you on the air? You shouldn't, <laughs> you are such a sorry dis- excuse for a talk show. I mean, you complain about your ADHD and yet why don't you take more medication? How are you still on the air? And it just went on again. You are bad. You are awful. You are terrible. You. And, and then she signed it because she didn't leave a return. She address. didn't, leave, oh, but it had a stamp. Oh, it had a stamp. You. And it was like fancy stationery. And I thought I just burst into tears. And so then I was just, I couldn't let it go. And you're like, let it go. And Colleen was so sweet. Let it go. And, Amy, Bjarthur, let it go, let it go. And I just thought, you got a taste of hate that I black people get all the time. All the time. And and how it affected me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and how I couldn't just let it go. And, and, and how insidious it is when you think about how it's just a look. Yeah. Or it's just a, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. And how that would make you feel 24-7. And that is, you're right, Lori. And so kindness. I don't understand why, but I do understand. We've ignored it for so long, what's been going on in our black and brown and indigenous mm-hmm. communities. We have. I get it. But just my small taste and how I couldn't just brush it off was well, really, I, I guess I felt the really fact bad. That, I couldn't talk yesterday. The whole yeah. show, I didn't talk. I know. I, I The fact that, you know, somebody takes the time to write a let you know, a card. Really it, nice stationery. Write and handwrite on both sides of the card, <laughs> you know, how much you suck or whatever. You know, I just sit there. I mean, I, yes. And of course, you, I, I probably, I get more, um, you know, emails or comments. Maybe not as much anymore now that we've been on the air, that we've been on for so long. (laughs) But, you know, people have given me a hard time about um, what a hard time I give you or this or that. But, I mean, I, I I don't know if it's the birth order thing. I'm the oldest. I don't care what people who I don't know what they think about me or what they have to say to me. And now I even care even less when it comes to the Beckys, the Karens, and the Verns mm-hmm. of the world because we are not going to be quiet. We are not going to be silent. And that is just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to have to toughen up, girly. I am. And Lord <laughs> takes it from me, Holly, because I, I was like, oh, my gosh. I kept it, and she just goes, throw that out right now. You just threw it in the garbage can. Do not even think of it. That's but right. I'm just thinking, why we just need to find it. Listen, for whatever for reason, this person, it yeah, made yeah. her feel better to do that. I, I can't imagine in a million years ever taking the time to, I mean, there is a certain person at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who I'd love to send a terrible card to, but I will not waste a stamp, okay? Because he doesn't care what I think. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you just, that mindset, you know, you could just, it's falling down the rabbit hole. It is. You. And I don't want to make it about that. No, I'm just saying how that one incident, and then I just think about being black, brown, indigenous, yeah. and yes. what that must feel like yeah because i am what i think uh, you never had to deal with it it's really it's really bad so i'm um we're gonna have a mixed show we've got some of our old stuff coming back today laura yes and 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 i will just say about the um the blackout tuesday was originally organized by the music mm -hmm. community the social media world went dark also in support of the black lives matter movement and instagram and twitter and top record labels and everyday people full of black squares posted in response to the deaths of george floyd ahmaud arbery brianna taylor and so many others and most of the captions were blank although some posted hashtag the show must be paused or black heart emojis or encouraging people to vote today because there are seven states and the District of Columbia that ha- had primary elections right. today. And also Spotify uh, blacked out the artwork for several of its popular playlists. And then um, the streaming service also put its Black Lives Matter playlist on its uh, 
front page, including some of the songs that we have played or are going to play. Uh, Sam Cooke's The Change is Going to Come, mm-hmm. Childish Gambino's This is America, James Brown's Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. And um, so that, I, I think that's really cool. And there was going to be a benefit at the Apollo Theater that we could have streamed live tonight, but right. that is going to take uh, place on Thursday instead of uh uh, today. Okay. So that's what's going on. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk with Mary Frances Winter. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We are delighted to be joined by Mary Frances Winters. She started the Winters Group, a, a global diversity and inclusive consulting firm, what, over 30 years ago, Mary Frances? That's correct. Absolutely. 36 years ago, to be exact. Good for you. So thank you for being with us today. And you're a best-selling author, we should say that. And we wanted to play Rise Up by Andrew Day because we know that is the, uh, it's the unofficial anthem of Black Lives Matter. So we're trying to play a lot of meaningful music. That was very meaningful. Love that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so thanks for being with us today. Do you want to, you know, you started out as an advocate advocate for, you know, change, and you have been doing consulting for, you know, global diversity and inclusion for over 36 years. What, What inspires you still about it? What, you know, how did you get motivated to get into it? Yeah, so, you know, so then is now, um, yeah. I'd say. Um, when I was um, first starting out um, back in the uh, early 80s with my business, I left the corporate world because um, I didn't feel that I could reach my full potential as a black woman. I felt that there was all sorts of bias going on um, at that time. Um, you know, we know about the Civil Rights Act, uh, Civil Rights um, Act of 1964, you know, that was passed, which was supposed to guarantee, you know, uh, no discrimination in the workplace. But we know that many of the the laws and legislation that have been passed over the years, over the centuries, um, really have little meaning because racism is still really um, rampant. So I wanted to start my company uh, to support organizations in their quest to be more inclusive and to dismantle uh, the racist practices. And, And do you help companies, you know, do that? Is that one of the things that you do? Because I know you write books, but is that one of the things that your company does? Absolutely. That's exactly what we do. Yeah, I, I write books. Of, you know, I'm an author, but I'm also the president and CEO of the Winters Group, and we are a 36-year-old diversity and inclusion okay. um, equity um, uh, consulting firm. So we consult with um, many organizations, um, and we consult with financial, big financial institutions, large corporations. We all actually... Um, we have a contract with the state of Minnesota to I, work around uh, bold, inclusive conversations. And, and we need your help right now. <laughs> um, big time. <laughs> so, so, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Mary Francis. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Francis Winters from the Winters Group. Mary, Francis, talk to us about your thoughts right now yeah. on the current crisis and black fatigue associated with it. Yeah, so my latest book um, that's going to come out actually in February, or maybe sooner, if the, because the publisher wants it to come out sooner, is called Black Fatigue, How Racism Erodes the Mind, Body, and Spirit. And if we ever saw an example of black fatigue, we're seeing it right now. Black people are saying, we are tired. We are tired of lack of progress. We are tired of uh, continued you know, police brutality. We are tired of the inequities, you know, the disproportionality of black people, black and brown people dying from COVID-19 uh, because of disparate health um, outcomes. And those outcomes, in my book, I, I have a whole chapter on uh, the fact that um, scientists are now finding that it's racism, not race, that is the cause of many of the uh, health disparities. And so I think that this is a tipping point. I think that there, this is at the point of no return. I think, you know, in the past when uh, Philandro Castile and we had and many, many others mm-hmm. uh, who um, died at the hands of police brutality, we saw um, protests. But it seems that, you know, after a month or so, you know, everybody goes back to, to normal and nothing changes. I think this time is different. I really think this time. I think there comes a point in everybody, for, you know, in, in our history, when we've seen history, history of change, there comes a point where people are saying enough is enough and we're not going to take it anymore. What is the number one thing that you say to companies, you know, when you go in about to address what's going on? Because there's so many people that will say things like, oh, I don't see color or I don't have a prejudice bone in my body. Or, you know, there's kind of this story that white people tell themselves. Right. We minimize, you know, I think a lot of times white people minimize uh, the impact of race. Uh, you know, I love everybody. I don't see race, as you say. And so what we say is that please see race. Please see it, because mm-hmm. if you don't see it, you don't you can't address it. You can't address that which you don't see. And that's why we haven't addressed it. I, I do you feel hopeful right now because it is at the tipping point that that there will be significant change as a result of this, because every everybody is affected. It is a conversation Absolutely. so many people are having. Yeah, everybody is affected, and I do feel that this time perhaps we, we might see, um, I'm hopeful that we will see systemic, um, long-term, um, you know, sustained uh, change. Uh, we have had um, many clients call us to ask us to start to do some work with them. I think one of the issues around uh, the diversity movement is that it doesn't really focus on race. It doesn't focus on black people because whenever you start to talk about black people, people get scared and they don't want to have the conversation. And so um, race, particularly black race, gets subsumed with other aspects of diversity. Now, I'm not saying that the LGBTQ um, community is not important. I'm not saying the Asian American community is not important. They experience a lot of xenophobia, as has the Latino community um, over immigration issues. So we're all important. But what I'm saying is we have to look at each one uh, in its own because there are uniquenesses. And 
with our Blacks and African Americans, we have been reluctant to face those issues. We have subsumed them with other diversity, uh, with other diversity issues. I think now is the time for us to talk about um, anti-black racism, the racism that is against black people specifically. Name it, claim it, and let's do something about it. Give us, give us an example of what anti-black racism is. Well, uh, I think you besides you the police. It, I mean, besides yeah. police brutality, but the more silent things that we, as white people, just don't see or know about. Well, yeah, there are, um, you know, there there are really, um, you know, the subtle kinds of things. I guess is what you're talking about. The yes. things that you may you, that, that you may not see, and so some of the things that we see. Um, our hate crimes. We see, we can see racist jokes and slurs, people using the N-word, neo-Nazis and the KKK. So those are all, you know, overt forms um, of racism. Some of the more subtle things um, are discrimination in, in lending. So uh, we, all, we know by statistics that um, black people um, are, are much less likely to get a mortgage. I don't remember what that exact statistic is, but I have it in my book. And also, um, in terms of small businesses, I'm a small business owner, right? I've been a business owner for 36 years. I wouldn't even think about going to a bank for a loan because I know I wouldn't get one. You know, so there's, and, and there's data that shows that women of color, black people do not get uh, loans. Mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, 12% of the population is African-American and 33% of the prison population is African-American. And by the way, 47% of those who get exonerated every year because they were um, wrongly accused are African-American. So we're being, being incarcerated for things uh, that we didn't, for crimes that we didn't even um, commit. Um, in schools, two to four times um, more likely to be suspended from schools, even in preschool. So 19% of the U.S. population is comprised of um, black preschoolers, and they comprise 47% of those who are, of the children who are suspended. I mean, your kid is in preschool, they're two years old, and you're suspending them? 47% of those who are suspended are preschool. You want to know, you want to know something, you want to know more? Okay. Uh, Where is that enough? (laughs) <laughs> no, that is enough, and it's important to hear that. And I unfortunately, we're going to run out of time because we have to go to our news. But I I want to continue this conversation with you. I think we all do. I want your book. I want, your I want book. Black Fatigue to get pushed out there sooner. We need it right now, and uh, we really appreciate that you took the time to be on our show today. And we're gonna we're gonna try and do better, Mary Frances. Here on our radio show. Oh, no, thank you so much for your time. And we'll be in contact with you in the book. We can pre-order it, Black Fatigue, um, by Mary Frances Winters. So thank you so much, Mary Frances. All right, thank you. Thank you. We'll be back. We got Paul Folger from uh, KCB Channel 5 Eyewitness News. My Talk 107.1. Uh, I just, we just need to have a little Robin, of course, you know, the best dance pop ballad of the last 10 years, Julia. And right now we have uh, Paul Folger from uh, our anchor from KSTB Channel 5 Eyewitness News joining us to 
Just update us on a few things that have probably happened uh, since we watched the news last. Yeah, lots of things always happening, Lauren Julia. Okay. Hello. Yeah, that is a good song. I was Isn't like, it? I, yeah. I actually put on the headphones and I was, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I'm hearing music. This it's is the best sad and, and banger dance song ever. Yeah, it is a good one. Um, listen, guys, we do have a lot going on. Um, this just came out. Um, the Minnesota state leaders they have announced a civil rights investigation. It's been launched into the entire Minneapolis Police Department. Yes. State leaders said that this investigation is going to look back 10 years into <gasps> whether systemic racism within the department led to discrimination of people of color. Uh, big, big story coming out today on this. So we'll be, have to be tracking this uh, as we go through that's, the next several days. That's really important. And, mm-hmm. and, and even what the governor said, you know, silence is complicity. Minnesotans can expect our administration to use every tool at our disposal to deconstruct generations of systematic racism in our state. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so proud that he's, I mean, this is so necessary and important. So I think you're seeing, uh, you know, change wanting to be made quickly and things happening quickly. So let's hope um, as they move through that, we'll, we'll learn more about that. I, the numbers are going to be shocking. Oh, the statistics, yeah. the disproportionate amount of people that are arrested, that are stopped, all of that. Um, we, we just were talking to a woman and I mean, it's it's real. It's happening. And I'm 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 so glad that that they're that the Human Rights Department is, is going to do this. Yeah, this is a you know, it is a big move, certainly by uh, the overdue. Rights. So it's, but it, it's coming. At least it's coming. Yeah. yeah, it is coming. You know, it's been more than a week now and there's still hundreds of thousands of people all over the country. They're continually to peacefully protest the death of George Floyd. Uh, today, there was a sit to breathe protest at the state capitol in St. Paul. That went on. There were some uh, folks there. There's the peaceful protests just continue at 38th in Chicago where this incident happened. Mm -hmm. And what's been so wonderful about that is you see the flowers and you see the murals and you see people there bringing their families there. And it has remained a peaceful place in the midst of of some of these terrible things that have happened when it comes to the fires and the damage and the destruction, this place has been protected through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. It's like uh, other, other cities are having what we had last Wednesday, Thursday Mm -hmm. and Friday night. How, how many people were yesterday at the governor's mansion? Was that a, it looked like a huge, there was a huge crowd crowd there. There was a huge crowd there. They were all sitting down and I, I, I would say there were easily over a thousand people mm-hmm. at That's that event. That's so powerful. Yeah, and they were just, I mean, literally sitting down in the streets, you know, waiting and talking and, you know, wanting change. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, you know, that's all of the things that we continue to see that uh, shine a bright light on all of this. We want good light and good peaceful protests that are happening you know it's not just here this this is going on all around the world right now mm-hmm. this has sparked a big uh, thing Th- this in dublin ireland thousands of people are marching through their city center there uh no justice no peace black lives matter before they actually sat down in the road in front of the u.s embassy there wow yeah. I, I know i saw there were like twenty thousand people protesting in new zealand in the ca- at the capitol mm-hmm. that was incredible mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people there and in mm-hmm. Australia, 3,000 marched through Sydney. It gives you goosebumps yeah. how I, I mean, when we were, we were just talking to this woman from the Winters Group, um, Global Diversity and Inclusion Consulting for Mary Francis, and she was talking about how 
she really believes that this is a tipping point. She's been, you know, that well, was we've exciting. Seen, we've, we've seen, seen it before, but yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. a hashtag. And right. It's this, mm-hmm. And then everybody just goes back to their life. Their lives. And, right. You know. Right. And I'm sure you guys have talked about the, the Tuesday blackout that, that is going on on social media. Uh, is that what they're calling it? Where everybody's uh, posting yes. all the black screen uh, black screen on their Instagram and all of those things we're seeing. Of course, Julie and I can't figure out how to do it. So. No, we can't. Oh, we're, we're and I just... can't even post anything. So, <laughs> right. oh, you're you're is something is yours messed up today? Oh no, no trust us. I, yeah. I, you're working. I'm on having it. to learn so much technology that I don't want to know right now yeah. without Donnie. Without Donnie, we're just <laughs> and like, poor Holly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand. You go, guys. Meantime, uh, there is a there's a special memorial service that's planned for George Floyd in Minneapolis. That's going to mm-hmm. be Thursday. So that's from 1 to 3 in the afternoon at North Central University in Minneapolis. Reverend Al Sharpton is going to do the eulogy of this. So uh, that will be a big event to hear Mm -hmm. what he has to say. Uh, They're going to have a statement from the uh, attorney, Ben Trump, and family members across the country are going to be at this event as well. Now, Floyd is actually going to be uh, laid to rest where he grew up in Houston, Texas. So he won't be laid to rest here, mm-hmm. but uh, he grew up in Houston, as we know, and so that's where they're going to do that. So that will be this Thursday from 1 until 3. Of course, we'll have it over on Channel 5, KSTP, for you guys as well. Uh, and then tonight, we are in one more night of our curfew. Right. So that will be at 10 o'clock tonight, as it was last night, until 4 in the morning. Uh, but the interstates, the highways, they will be opened. Do they so think that's, that's going to be extended, or is, is, is have, depending on how everything goes tonight, they'll make a decision for we tomorrow? We have not heard okay. yet. Um, I bet they see how it goes, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll check out what they have to say. Got one more thing here for you: okay. the driver of the of the big truck that we saw go into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he has been released from jail without charges. Uh, it says he's being deferred pending further investigation. So they, they say that he unintentionally drove onto the bridge and into the crowd. And we had some, we talked to a guy yesterday. This was the, the driver of that, of that vehicle, Bogdan Ver, the Churko. He's 35. He was delivering this fuel and we went and talked to the gas station that where he had just dropped off this fuel. And so that truck was empty when it went into that crowd. Um, but it's just you see all of that video, and I don't know if you guys have seen more of the video. I saw a video today. I think it might have been on TikTok or something that somebody had was at that was at that peaceful protest there mm-hmm. on the 35W bridge, and you just you saw that truck come to a stop, and then it just lurched forward a few times too. It was just. <sighs> still just stops your heart when you think about it yeah it just, just seems like he got caught he there were there weren't barriers up yet there was like that was kind of a snafu on the part of the mindot yeah it was kind of an odd deal because what happened yeah so the highways that were closed and if you guys remember i don't recall if we talked about this yesterday when our highways got closed over the weekend the times kind of were thrown upon us quickly uh, if you remember this, yeah. so we had, I believe it, it might have been on Sunday that they said the roads were going to close at, at seven. seven. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, they were going to close at five. And I, I got that email as I was getting out of the shower to come into work at 445. And so I was, I, I thought, I had 15 minutes to get there. And yeah. uh, so we, 
they ended up moving that around. And so what happened, apparently, is what they're telling us, is that they had not gotten that roadblock up where the driver of that 18-wheeler was was going. And so he just came upon that crowd and just kind of panicked as, as well. As evidenced by all the cars that were behind him. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't so. see any of that. No, yeah. we didn't. Yeah. No, you, and in just didn't. the optics of seeing that oil tanker go out of yeah, the bridge, it was we the scariest the worst thing, thing, thing. It was going to really be the worst thing possible, yeah. and really it was tough. a deliberate thing. Really well, tough. Paul, we will talk to you at uh, 5.30 you and it. see if you have any updates for us. Thank okay, you my much. friends. See you okay, later. thank you. Um, I wanted to share uh, this. Um, this was a letter to the editor to the Star Tribune today. Yes. And um, it's from Kurt Rahman, who lives in St. Lewis Park, but not ramen, as in Osoba noodles. Right. But, uh, a different ramen. spelling, but mm-hmm. it, he writes, As if the fear and mourning were not enough this week, there have been media reports of insurance agents stating there's no coverage for damage caused by riding vandals and thugs. Um, and those are his words. Having spent 30 years in insurance claims, I'm here to tell you that there absolutely is coverage for damage and business interruption caused by these events. Homeowners and automobile owners also have coverage. If you are given any problems from your agents, you need to immediately file a written complaint with the insurance commissioner's office at the Minnesota Department of Commerce. Agents who falsely deny claims are subject to large fines and actions against their licenses. Please don't risk your life defending a piece of property. That is what you paid insurance to do. So yes, so that's such good we contributed news. to that yeah, too. Yeah, we did so, yesterday. So anyway, you, so thank you, Kurt, and I'm no glad kidding. the Star Tribune highlighted that letter to the editor. Um, also, just um, you know, I think there are a lot of people who want to donate money, yes. and um, just a couple more things. Of course, we we know that we've got the We Love Lake Street, which a lot of people have donated to. But in St. Paul, they are raising money because that Midway University, mm-hmm. sn- Snelling, um, and many, you know, that corner was hit. I'm thinking of Lloyd's Pharmacy, but it's called uh, um, Neighbors United Funding Collabor- Collaborative, and that's through GiveMN.org. Right. Also, West Broadway Business uh, Area Co- and Coalition, GivingOneCause.com. The Star Tribune put out a list today of where people could give money. Also where there's a lot of food banks that have right. popped up. Now we've got this hot weather. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of uh, and churches and the heart of the beast and mixed blood theater. So I encourage you to uh, look at the star tribune um, for wanting to help any mm-hmm. twin cities organizations, whether it's you want to donate food or other supplies, you want to donate money or you want to help both Actually, the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press had a list. All right. So, mm-hmm. listen, when we come back, uh, we do have kind of a, a great story that the Today Show brought us um, uh, from, it's from this morning's news. We'll be right back. It's known as Donald Glover. This is America. And uh, he released that song on the same night he hosted SNL. Oh, a couple yeah. of years ago. And I that, like that song, song won in all four of its uh, four nominated categories at the 61st Annual Grammy Awards, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Rap, and Best Music Video. We saw him at that radio festival. Yes, we did. In Las Vegas. And uh, This Is America is the first rap song to win those 
Award. So, um, and it's the lyrics primarily address, you know, being black in the United States, gun violence, police brutality. And um, so, yeah, just that's that's just a great song and not normally something that's ever on our, you know, loop of songs no, that I'm we glad, play I'm here. I'm glad you um, brought it. Yeah, so um, anyway, so this morning... Where's our new DJ? Yeah, I know, but I'm only going to do it for a couple more days. I know. Because, but... I mean, between holiday, it's hard to find some of the songs without explicit lyrics. Yeah, it... there's a lot of naughty words that we can't play on my talk. But, you know, here's the thing. If you want to go back and listen to the playlist... Then you just go to mytalk1071.com and we're listing all of the songs that we've been playing for the past couple of days. Yeah. Okay. So this was on, uh, this was the Today Show. Um, uh, they had an interview and because, you know, all the national media have have been reporting, you know, from, you know, uh, the site of where George Floyd was murdered. They have people there. They've just had them. I mean, the they're spread all over Absolutely. now. Um, I mean, Savannah Guthrie was reporting her. from the streets, right? there in New York City because of everything that happened there. She went out with her mask because they've got reporters all over yep. all over the place. But this was um regarding the um the truck driver uh on Sunday who rolled into protesters on the thirty five W bridge and it was with an eyewitness who was right there and what he he, 32-year-old Miles uh, Kipper, who was there and what he ended up doing with the truck driver. Mm-hmm. Here we go. It was terrifying. 32-year-old Miles Kipper says it happened during a moment of silent protest on the I-35 bridge. And I look up and see a semi-tanker truck barreling at us down the road. Right towards the crowd. Right towards the crowd. Fast. Video captured the tanker truck speeding towards the crowd, the semi scattering thousands all over the bridge. The Minneapolis native dove for cover, then pulled out his camera. I saw my girlfriend was safe. I started taking pictures and I started following the truck up the bridge. Following on his skateboard, Kipper chased after the truck as dozens swarmed the cab, grabbing doors and kicking windshields, doing anything to get inside. You see that truck finally come to a stop and what do you do? I witnessed this guy being dragged bodily from the vehicle, and he disappeared immediately. And that's when he realized it wasn't his life that was in danger. My initial thought was they're going to throw him off the bridge. Watching somebody get killed is what started this. Standing by and just letting the guy get murdered is why we're all in this position in the first place. So the former rugby player, skateboard helmet still on, dove in. I'm screaming, it's not worth it. I'm screaming, get back. Everybody is screaming. There's people coming from all sides, throwing punches, throwing kicks. Kipper put his body between the crowd and the driver until he could be handed over to police. Protesters in Minneapolis and St. Paul protected this person even after what we saw was appeared at the time to be an attempt to kill them. The truck driver, 35-year-old Bogdan Vercherko, was arrested for assault, but officials say there's no evidence he intended to hurt protesters. And cameras even show the truck getting on the freeway before it was closed to traffic. Vercherko had just made a delivery to this gas station. And he was not racist at all. He was doing his job, that's it. But if not for Kipper and fellow protesters who realized what was at stake, a terrifying moment might have ended much differently. Thought we were going to see a guy die, and that's again what started this. It's not how we are here, and I don't want to see that. 
I don't want the other protesters to live with that. I don't want the country to see us do that because that's not who we are here. And it oh, just gives me goosebumps. Yeah, sorry. it was kind of an, oh, an, wow. amazing because it did take the police a few minutes, you know, to to get there. Right. And he was released without charges. And uh, his wife is eight months pregnant. Uh, of course, he is, is. They stole his wallet, the phone, everything that was in the truck. Cab. And mm-hmm. the truck was, of course, damaged. And he's the breadwinner. And the family is just. He came here from Russia when he was four and he met his wife, Ludmilla, here oh. in Minnesota. But anyway, um, so they're they're just like really, you know, they're he's he's just missing work because he did get somewhat injured because people didn't know what was going on. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, I'm glad that the Today Show reporter found Miles and I'm yeah. glad he had a skateboard helmet on because that uh, helped him be able to go in and, and take care of him. Um, I did want to also share this story because we think of a week ago, Monday, and this video of um, George Floyd's dying moments and who took that video. And it's a 17-year-old girl oh, really? who recorded okay. uh, that video. And her lawyer is calling her the Rosa Parks of her uh, generation. I'm not going to say her name, but mm-hmm. she... Uh, she was just, you know, going, she lives in the neighborhood and she's a high school junior and she was just uh, going down to the store, uh, sure. the, the cup, cup foods, foods mm-hmm. with her cousin who wanted to get something and um, she saw what was going on and she was with her nine-year-old cousin and she's witnessing this and she had the presence of mind to pull out her phone, record it but she is dealing with a lot of psychological oh. fallout from witnessing this terrible crime. And they just live right around the corner. She didn't know it was going to turn out to be a homicide. She just thought this guy was being roughed up, right. treated improperly, wanted to record that. And it, it, the footage, you know, of course, went viral and everything. And she did provide a witness statement, of course, uh, to the BCA and everything. But she's... Um, you know, she was 17. seven. She's seventeen. She's been getting therapy for trauma since witnessing it and dealing with backlash from people who claim she didn't do enough. She's okay, just, that I've had this conversation with many people, and I thought, okay, here you are witnessing something, and there's four, four police, cops. four policemen, and you're like, please, because you can hear her. Please stop. Mm-hmm. Please stop, or whatever she's saying, and and that you don't do more. Is there's four policemen? You'd be scared. You're already, you know. Of course. And so she's. You expect them to be doing the right thing. It's been very traumatic for I can't her, imagine her lawyer for said. Her. And here she is, just a normal, you know, yeah. teenager, high school student, and just going to the store, watching her nine year old cousin. Oh, and gosh. So, anyway, she is, uh, she is you know, uh, getting help. And uh, her lawyer called her one of the bravest people on the planet. And. He said she feels good about having made a difference. I think she realizes that if she hadn't done this, we wouldn't have had the powerful, powerful images that resulted in four police officers being fired very, very quickly. Oh, so 100 percent. She's a hero. Yeah. In, in her, you know, but to be uh, you, I can't imagine the trauma of that. Though, yeah, Lori. I know that's. Mm-hmm. That was in the New York Daily News had mm. that story. I didn't think we talked about it. And then I don't know if you've uh, 
watched, you know, late night. There were a lot of people that were on hiatus last week because Memorial Weekend. They just, I just haven't had off. any energy to watch any of it, Laurie, to be Well, honest. James, James Corden opened his show speaking about his privilege as a white person, and then he... He just said, you know, he welcomed in, you know, um, Reggie Watts, his band oh, yeah. leader. Yeah, yeah. And he got very, very emotional. And Seth Meyers uh, had his uh, one of his writers, Amber, I can't think of what her last name. He turned over the show to her. And then Jimmy Fallon was uh, very emotional about um, well, his was. His, yeah, his part when he did like uh, 15 years ago when he did uh, a blackface sketch on SNL. Yeah, he talked about that last night. Um, and he said, you know, it resurfaced, you know, after mm-hmm. um, the murder of George Floyd. And he said that um, everyone in the company said, you just need to stay quiet. It'll go away kind of thing. Yeah, don't speak up about yeah, it. Yeah. And so it was in 2000, actually, Laura. It was 20, 20 years, years ago, ago. And he was portrayed Chris Rock, who is his hero. And he just said, I, what I see going in our country, I'm not going to have a normal show. I'm going to have a different show. And I'm going to start this personally and then expand out because that's where we all need to start. What is our role? Then with ourselves, looking at ourselves in the mirror, I had to really examine myself this week because the story came out, you know, doing the impression. And um, so NBC said, don't say anything. Yeah. And he said people were trying to cancel him and stuff. And he says, I have to speak out for, up for, you know. I believe Chris Rock gave the okay for that mm-hmm. the whole thing, that whole skit. And he came out and said that. He did. Chris Rock. He did. Mm-hmm. But he just said, yeah. he's, we all have to learn and we all have to do better and we all have to have the conversation. Yep. So thanks for hanging oh, out with us. That. All right. We'll be back. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.